The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Heaven, West Virginia, Blue Ridge Mountains, Shenandoah River. Life is older, older than the trees, younger than the mountains, growing like a breeze. You're playing my song. That's the karaoke song. I know. That's why we, that's why we played it for you. Oh, you guys are the best. <laughs> so you've been doing some stampede karaokeing, huh, Todd? Well, I have been. Yeah, I try to get into stampede. You know, I'm just, you guys know me. I put on a, a Western outfit. It looks like Halloween. Like, I'm just not convincing. <laughs> I'm not convincing anyone. But I try my best, and it's lots of fun. Stampede's into day four here, so... Yeah, I know it's, it's funny. Time. I'm picturing you getting ready for Stampede is like what? What ascot do you wear? Is it red? <laughs> <laughs> don't the ascots and Stampede go together? Yeah. No, but if you put like a little cowboy hat on anything, you know, it all comes together. That's right. That's right. I ended up with a cowboy hat at my kid's wedding. Believe it or not. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I ended up with a beautiful cowboy How'd hat. How'd that, that come about? Um, the DJ thought it looked better on me than him. That's right. right. So I ended up with a really nice cowboy hat. The Solved end of the night. that mystery. Now we have to find out what happened to my pants. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Todd. Um, okay, it's another edition of the Hoot. We the wanted hoot. to talk about um, the employment numbers, the job numbers for June. Yeah. Well, we got June numbers in, so that takes us to the halfway point of 2018. So I thought that would be a good place to just stop and look at how Alberta's job market and how the uh, how the employment market, how it's evolved over the first half of 2018. Because, you know, as always, there's if, if people connect with the economy in any single way, it's always around the job market. Mm-hmm. They want to know, am I going to have a job? Are my kids going to have a job? So I thought, since we have the, the fresh numbers in okay. for June, we would look at the where we're at halfway in 2018. So okay. how many new jobs, Todd? Well, over the... Actually, what I've done, even though we're at the halfway point, I always like to look at the last 12 months because I think that gives a really good trend. You never want to look at one month individually. You can get caught up in telling the wrong story or, you know, it's easy to tell the story you want by just looking at one month of data. So over the last 12 months of data that we have, Alberta has created 33,600 jobs. That's an increase of 1.5%. Now, that's not too bad. Uh, it does beat the national performance a little bit. Nationally, it's up 1.2%. So Alberta's a little above uh, the national average. But where it gets interesting is uh, of the 33,000, in fact, almost 49,000 full-time jobs were created, and we lost part-time jobs. Oh, and that's well, that was going to really be my good. question. That's- yeah, that's actually what you want to see. Yeah. You want to see those full-time jobs coming back. Now, I guess the bad news is, even though we've created a lot of full-time jobs in the last 12 months, we're still not quite back to where we were in 2014. In other words, the recession really kicked those full-time, high-paying, good-quality mm-hmm. jobs pretty hard. 
we're, we're clawing our way back. The last 12 months have been positive, but in fact, we're still, there's still fewer people working full time than there were four years ago. So okay. that, you know, it's, it's good news in the last 12 months, but that's some perspective from where we were prior to the downturn and where we're at now. So you say that there, you know, the gain is in full-time and not part-time. So I guess the other logical question to ask, though, is what type of jobs yeah. are these? Many would speculate that they were created government jobs, <laughs> nursing, well, healthcare. Yeah. Well, they should read the owl this morning. That was the topic of my owl, because there is this perception out there, widely held belief, that, in fact, it's just governments creating jobs, so that doesn't really count somehow. But in fact, if you look at job creation by sector, which is, that was the topic of my owl. And if people still want to go check it out, they can go to atb.com slash economics. There's the owl, a nice chart showing all of the sectors of the economy and the number of jobs created by sector over the last 12 months. Number one, and this is actually, I'll, I'll confess, it's a bit uh, uh, confusing to me, a bit puzzling. Number one is construction. About 16,500 wow. new jobs in construction. Really? And why that's, yeah, and why that's a puzzle is because we're seeing a lot of construction activity sort of winding down uh, because we've got a lot of surplus uh, real estate, especially commercial real estate, especially here in Calgary, Edmonton, not as bad. Um, but number one was construction. Number two, the energy sector. Number three, professional, scientific, and technical services. Those would be things like lawyers and, and uh, engineers and geologists and anything basically with uh, a designation behind its, its position. Hmm. And then number four, manufacturing. Those were the top four. They're all in the private sector. Number five was public administration. So there was a reasonable increase, about 5,700 new jobs in the public sector. But when you look at all of the jobs that are dependent on tax funding, and that would include jobs in healthcare and education. All of those combined, in fact, are down a little bit from 12 months ago because there was a big drop in healthcare jobs over the last 12 mm. months. That's interesting. Yeah, so, so, so the struggle so continues it, it, there, and where else? Uh, where the jobs are being created? Mm. Yeah. yeah. Where, where uh, are the numbers still down? Yeah. What, what sectors? Oh, where are they still down? Uh, so healthcare was down the very most. Yeah. Uh, it was down almost 10,000. Wow. Uh, food and accommodation down 7,100 huh. in the last 12 months. Now, this is a dicey one because on one hand, tourism has been doing really well. But on another hand, we're seeing fewer people in, in, uh, employed in accommodation and food. And I don't know if it has to do with, and dare I, dare I wade into these waters, but Ooh, I don't know if it has wage. to do with the minimum wage, mm. uh, that maybe uh, businesses, they're just getting by with fewer workers uh, and maybe giving the existing workers maybe a, a few more hours, or maybe they're like McDonald's, more of them moving towards automation and they're mm. being able to eliminate some of those jobs. But that was down. Agriculture was down. And also finance, insurance, and real estate was down a little bit. Okay. So those were kind of the, the big sectors. That yeah, have, it's have an interesting jobs. thing, uh, Todd, as you well know. So industry is very cyclical when it comes to a lot of things, investment, employment, uh, the numbers we're talking about today. So it shakes down in bad times. People, companies find ways to be more efficient, do more with less. Uh, but the fat gathers again as uh, as the recovery continues. So I would expect those numbers will improve. 
Yeah, I think they will improve as the economy continues to, to pick up some momentum. But the other change that we're seeing is, you know, even some of those sectors like construction, oil and gas, manufacturing, the sectors that really got nailed hard during the recession, they're now, one, starting to add jobs. But in a lot of cases, they're hiring back at lower wages. Well, I was just going to yeah. ask the average value. So has the do you know the average value of a full-time job in Alberta, for example, if, if it's gone up or down? Well, we do know average weekly earnings from a separate report that Statistics Canada produces every month. And we saw a, those average weekly earnings, they did dip during the recession, and now they're coming gradually back. But we're only about where we were four years ago. In other words, mm. we've, we've just sort of re- recuperated what we lost during the recession. Yeah. And if you think about, you know, earning today what you did four years ago, it's not that inflation has been rampant, but there has been four years of price increases. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and paychecks today are, on average, they're just getting back to where we were in June of 14. Just that, uh, and you've talked about it numerous times over the past months or so, but just a slow, very slow, but steady mm-hmm. crawl back. Slow to, but steady. Yeah. yeah. But and I know, know different people for different reasons. They want to, you know, either say, oh, we're losing jobs or, oh, it's a, it's a job engine in Alberta. Well, it's really neither of those. It's a very slow and steady grind forward is what I would call it. It is progressing for sure. There is always victims in this, though. I mean, with the news of Greyhound, for example, uh, 415 people expected to be unemployed after October 31st. What a blow to uh, small communities, Yeah, I mean, that's the kind of thing I said a moment ago, the companies find ways to be more efficient, but it also shakes out inefficient operations I, I you know I'm, I'm sort of portraying Greyhound not to be efficient but obviously they've not been they've able to make a run money of it for a very right. long time yeah yeah it, that's well, a surprise that's got to be a really big surprise to you a, a company the size of Greyhound ceasing services in Western Canada well I don't know I mean I'm not a transportation economist or an expert in that but when I heard news of that you know to me I thought this does kind of make sense yeah there just probably is not the the, um, the the critical mass of population in rural prairies anymore, and the big cities. Well, it's just as cheap to fly, really. So if you're in exactly. Regina or Brandon or Edmonton or you know what those those kinds of cities, Calgary, uh, it's just as easy to hop in a plane. If you're in a really uh-huh. small remote community that depended on Greyhound, my guess is there just was not the volume of traffic yeah. that would justify. Yeah. But that said, I mean, maybe this is an opportunity for a new kind of enterprise altogether, some mm-hmm. sort of Uber service that would service rural, uh, the rural prairies. Well, you know what, Todd? Um, Economics is all about cause and effect. Yeah. You know? Right. Well, people yeah. say someone, somebody will step up. Yep. Someone will step up. And, you know, I don't want to slag Greyhound, but, you know, that sort of coach motor transportation across the prairies, I mean, that was the the, the model of the 40s and 50s. Uh, And in 2018, maybe there's a new model that, that needs to now come into place. Todd Hirsch, always great talking to you. Thanks for this. We'll check in with you next week. Yes, we will. Thanks, guys. Have a good week. You too. Hirsch from ATB Financial. ATB Financial, one of the groups that stepped up with a thousand dollars. You bet. To get these uh, this basketball team to Vegas, we've been talking about. We interviewed the coach Barry Curtis, the head coach and director of the Canadian Athletic Development Academy, at two thirty, talking about this team that is really made up of um, very low income kids yeah. and kids from um, a t- really tough background. A number, of, you know, one of them he was telling us is couch surfing mm-hmm. because he. 
going to have a place to stay. So saying friends to friends, relying on the the school meals for his food. Can you imagine the one meal a day yeah, is the from meal school. from the school program? And so they have an opportunity to go play in uh, Vegas in this basketball tournament that starts in about a week's time. But at the last minute, they find themselves very short because of a number of circumstances. Yeah. They find themselves like almost twelve grand short to, to get there, and they have been so busy doing fundraising. They're doing bottle drives. They're doing car washes. You name it, they're trying to do it, but time was running out. Yeah, and I have to tell you that uh, the coach, and I know I know him to be a great mentor to these kids, and I know it from the conversation. Sometimes you have to listen carefully. Mm-hmm. When we asked him, so what happened that caused you to suddenly yeah. find yourself $12,000 short? One of the first things he said was basically, we didn't work hard enough. Yeah. Right? So he's making those kids... You know, own the fact yeah. that, I mean, as hard as they worked, they didn't work smart enough to get $12,000, right? a couple right? of tragedies along the there way, were too, some, some yeah. medical issues and, and that sort of stuff. Yeah, they, they have a, a benefactor uh, in the one of yeah. the communities who's helped them accommodate, uh, has accommodated them when they've had shortfalls, unfortunately, and uh, I do know actually know the details of that, but he doesn't want it public, so that individual is not in a position to help yeah. this time around. It left us $12,000 short. We put the call out to you, the listeners. As far as we know, um, we know Edmonton Comedy Festival, Crystal Glass, Unicon Concrete, the Edmonton Eskimos, ATB Financial, Leading Edge Physiotherapy, Old McDonald's Resort, and Reliable Tube. We know they all stepped up with $1,000, bringing us to $7,000. Now, I also have... Um, I think it was Paul's Rebar who said $1,000. Cheryl Meyer, $1,000 based on you know, in donation yep. of her husband who she just lost. CSM Travel, another $1,000. Wow, thank you. Provincial Fridge, $500. Uh, Kelso over at Sun Freight, another $200. Um, and then Dev handed me this, said, and I don't know how much. Sasha from Nelson, BC huh. has called. Uh, Kate and her husband, have called. So I think the way that we're going to do this, we're going to talk to Coach um, in about a half an hour's time. We know the seven grand that that yes. we have, the ones that Andrew had mentioned off the top. All the rest we do know have, have talked to Barry, right. to, to Coach. So we'll be able to tally it all up. But thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, words thank are not you. enough. I mean, we just, you guys you know, are miracle workers. When Andrew and I were, were talking about this and... and you know, if there was any way that we could help and Chedville could help, and we said, well, we'll see what throw we can do. You throw it out there and but see what happens. But you know it's summer. You know that we've been through hard economic yep. times. You know that time is yeah. a factor here. Yeah. They're leaving this weekend yeah. in, in theory. I mean, there's so much yeah. against them. They don't have a GoFundMe page. No. They don't have a website. No. Um, they haven't put money into anything. They haven't... They're the stake, not the sizzle, yeah. you know? Because they've always been able to take care of their own needs, so they've never had to yeah. really fundraise the way we are today. But in, in these kids, I mean, the opportunity to play in front of NCAA coaches, um, NBA coaches, that yep. sort of stuff. Who knows? It could, well, it's definitely going to be a life changer. It doesn't matter what. It doesn't it matter because the experience will be a life changer. Can you imagine if even a but single if one kid, kid gets, gets a scholarship? scholarship? Yeah. We've just changed a life. Yeah. 
our then listeners have changed Ched, a life. Chedville has changed a life. Yeah. So we, we thank you for that. And again, 4960063. You can text us at 630-630. We'll point you in the right direction if you're if you're interested. But uh, we can't say uh, enough at this point about your support for these kids today. And we hope to hear, as Grant said, Grant Fedoric, who called in, who's away, who, um, who, who called in and said, you know what, I want to see pictures. I want to see, <laughs> yeah. I want to hear the stories. The Edmonton Eskimos stepping up and then offering to host them at the football game when coming up in August. Back. Yeah, absolutely. This community is amazing. It is it is nonstop amazing. Uh, I should, you know, I should have, I suppose. And I love the power of radio. Me too. That that the I you know what that never ceases to amaze me. The two tournaments that they're going to, um, I went to their websites. Uh, if you Google Vegas Live and Vegas mm-hmm. Classic basketball, you'll see the websites. Yeah. Um, and it was a rabbit hole Sunday night. I went down and uh, the pictures, talking about the pictures. So you, there's 400 basketball players at this thing. This is the biggest yeah. in the world, as the coach told us. But the pictures you see, these kids, and not necessarily the Alberta kids, just kids who've attended in the past, just standing on a court looking up at seven-foot NBA yeah. players yeah. who are signing pictures. And you're just like, oh... What an experience! What an amazing experience! It's going to be incredible for them, and uh, it wouldn't be wouldn't have been done uh, without you. We we came in here thinking we'll try and get a couple of thousand dollars with six six grand. Yeah, was um, kind of the minimum. The coach is going to take out loans, a personal loan. Yeah, and his wife to he to, didn't to, even to hesitate. He was going to borrow money to make it happen. Anything over and above is going to go to other programs. Right. with this with this organization. There's other tournaments. There's yeah. other needs for the organization. Organization, so it'll all be used. I know a couple of people just joining us saying, wait, what are you What's talking about? On? In a nutshell, it's this. There's a team of players who all come from very challenging backgrounds. They're from all over the province of Alberta. Many of them considered at-risk teenagers. Mm-hmm. A lot of them First Nations, Métis, and Inuit athletes. But these are exceptional basketball players who want to go to a tournament, have registered to go to a tournament in Las Vegas, where they'll be seen by NCAA scouts and meet NBA coaches and players it's a life-changing opportunity for them and because of one or two very dramatic things that happened in the last couple of weeks they came up twelve thousand dollars short we put it out to our mm-hmm. uh, our listeners can you help we need a miracle <laughs> here and uh, the listeners have all stepped up so we're going to find out if we've gotten to the twelve thousand which i honestly i said to you when i mm-hmm. i said to you listen maybe we can get to 3500 yeah. and yeah they can figure it out from there. They can there. figure it out from there. But again, you got to remember, and people are like, okay, well, where? what does this cover? This covers everything, because yeah. these kids don't come from families. They don't have money. They like, don't have money. Right. They don't have money. They don't have credit. They don't have a way to pay no. for it. And there's two tournaments here, the Las Vegas Live and the Las Vegas Classic. So they're mm-hmm. back-to-back tournaments. So both of them afford them this opportunity in, with different yeah. teams and different scouts. They're staying for the whole time. So imagine a yeah. team putting up a team, feeding yeah. them, transporting them, and everything for two weeks, what that's going to cost. And right? what I also loved about uh, what coach said it says you know it's it's a focus on academics yes, as well absolutely. too is trying to keep the kids in school and this is what they're doing and keep how important is that yeah love it love it okay the four o'clock news with eileen bell coming up the six thirty chad afternoon news with jaylen nye and andrew gross weekdays at two on six thirty chad